Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hey friends, welcome to another episode on Gravy Moms Podcast. This is episode number 136, and today we're talking about spiritual bypassing. Yesterday, registration opened up for Relief and Grief. This is my three-day workshop, so go check it out. It is for grieving moms. It is amazing. We're diving into caring for yourself in grief, navigating difficult thoughts and emotions of grief, and how to get through grief. Um, It is really really an awesome time. So go register, save your spot now, put it in your calendar, go to reliefandgriefsupportgroup.com and come join us there. So let's dive into today's topic. Every single episode I do, I sometimes have to take a moment and pray that my words are coming out as they're meant to and that the meaning and intent behind my words comes clear and out to you. I think a lot about the words I say in what I speak and how I say it. And sometimes it's just like, oh my gosh, I don't know how else to say this. I don't know how else to do it. But I want to talk about spiritual bypassing. I first want to say that I believe in God. I believe in prayer and I believe in giving it to God and that he will help us. And I also believe that whatever healing comes in our lives from whatever we do ultimately comes from God. But using God, prayer, or other methods of not processing or going through the physical symptoms, emotions, or traumas that you have experienced is not helpful. What also isn't helpful is putting that on someone else. So I looked up the definition of what spiritual bypassing is. And I found the term spiritual bypass was termed by the late psychologist John Wellwood in 1984 to describe what he saw in a Buddhist community in which he was involved. And this is how he described it. It is the tendency to use spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep or avoid facing unresolved emotional issues, psychological wounds, and unfinished developmental tasks. We all have parts of ourselves we'd rather not look at, so we deny or push them aside. When we bury these aspects in the subconscious rather than resolve and integrate them, they often take on dysfunctional roles and behaviors that prevent healing and cause harm to ourselves and relationships. And I have linked in the show notes where I got that from. And While I do believe that things that happen in my life are in God's hands, I also believe that it's our job to feel, experience, and move through the hard things we feel. These things happen to us and it's our decision, our job, our responsibility to to deal with it, to take care of it, to feel it, to process it. It 
like we don't have control over what happens to us, but we have control over how we decide to move through it and live with it. Let's take a broken arm, for example. We don't, this is such an easy thing to see because it's a physical um, injury that we can see with our eyes. We don't pray to God that he will fix our arm solely. Maybe we might pray for a complete healing. But if you have a broken arm, you go get your arm fixed. You go in a cast or surgery or whatever it needs to happen. But for some reason with emotional things or life circumstances, it's so easy to not do anything else but to say things like, trust God or God will take care of you. And I get it. I believe that God will. I believe that God does take care of us. But like I said, when you are in emotional turmoil and your child is dead, it's like you're invalidating the pain or the trial they're facing every day in their life. So a lot of times a person can do this to themselves. An example might be like, um, if you think about your own situation, you might be like, well, I have so much to be grateful for, or God has blessed me so much, so I shouldn't be sad about what's going on, or somebody else has it worse than me, or whatever it is that we invalidate, invalidate it ourselves. But let's take this person, then they don't allow themselves to feel the emotion that they are feeling because they should be grateful. And just because you're grateful for many things in your life does not mean you can't be sad for the things that happened in your life that that hurt, that were hard, that are excruciating painful. So sometimes we do that to ourselves and we don't let ourselves feel sadness or pain or anger or grief because we think it's not okay or because we think we should be more trusting or whatever. But sometimes it's other people putting it on someone who's grieving. So here's some examples. I just found these phrases and I'll link it as well, but as part of what is spiritual bypassing. But here's some phrases that somebody might say um, that in sometimes that, you know, maybe at times you can believe they're true, but they a lot of times invalidate what somebody is experiencing. Everything happens for a reason. You create your own happiness. It was for the best. It was a blessing in disguise. Good vibes only and thoughts and prayers. So everything happens for a reason. Well, yes, I also agree that this is um, true or more likely everything happens exactly as it's supposed to. This doesn't help someone who is grieving the loss of their child and it's something that the person has to come to believe or feel themselves, not something you can say to them. So it's like using these phrases to skip the emotional work, pain, and experience that comes through going through a life-altering change. It's like trying to be positive and bring someone out of their grief when you know what? The only way through grief is through grief. Invalidating your pain, guilt, anger, sadness, pain, it just creates more struggle, more pain, more suffering, more sickness in your life down the road. Instead of letting it out and processing it, it's shoved down because you should be more trusting. You should be okay with it because this is what was supposed to happen. You shouldn't be angry because good people don't get angry, right? Seriously, it's not one bit helpful. So let's take anger, for example. Let's talk about anger. 
Say you're feeling a lot of anger after the death of your child. The anger could be directed at a person, at a thing, at God, or even your child. And then someone comes and tells you something like, everything happens for a reason, it was for the best. It's like saying you shouldn't be angry, shove that down. Are you not trusting enough? I've been told when I was in very deep anger in my grief that I shouldn't be angry. Saying I shouldn't be angry doesn't make me not angry. (laughs) It doesn't take the anger away. Do you see how invalidating that is and how it doesn't help or do anything? So let's go back to um, this as if it was your experience and you are very angry. But then you've never been so angry before. You've never felt this intensity and you're scared. You don't like being angry. You think being angry is not for good people like you. And so you want to be a good person. So you try to be a good person. So you think this anger shouldn't be there. And you try to ignore it. You try to shove it down. You try to be good. You try to find the good to balance out the anger or try to be a better person. All the while, the anger hasn't come out. It's just festering there deep inside your body. This is what the essence of spiritual bypassing is. Trying to use something higher to ignore the truth and physical experience in your body. It does not mean you can't believe in something greater. It does not mean that you can't believe in God. It just means that this is not helpful. It does no good. The anger or any emotion inside of you only gets worse. It festers. It causes sickness. It causes resentment. It causes hopelessness. It's exhausting because you have to continue to fight to keep it down. So what if instead you could take it out and let yourself process it? Now you don't have to act it out on others, but you can process the emotion in your body and then you're actually able to put more trust in God. You're actually able to be the person you want to be easier because you're not hindered by the current of anger that is running through your body. So what's the point of this whole episode? It's for you to not do this to yourself. Don't skip the emotional and mental work because you're trying to be a good person or because someone else has it worse than you or because you feel like you, if you were more trusting, in God, then you would be able to put everything in his hands right away. God made us this way. He gave us these emotions. He made our bodies perfect. And you know what? Our bodies know how to process and move through emotions if we allow it. It's what goes on in our minds in the judgments we have and the fears we have that stop us from allowing ourselves to. You have the capacity and the ability to feel, experience, and move through every single emotion that you have. You can practice this over and over and you can learn how to be present in your body emotionally and mentally and to not try to skip over the most intense work you can ever do, which is to be able to feel and process the emotions you feel. You are a good person and you can be a good person and feel emotions. If you listened to my episode a few weeks ago about how your feelings are not fact, then you don't have to make what you are feeling mean anything about you. It's just an emotion. You can let it go, but only by allowing it to flow through and out, not shoving it down. 
It only gets stuck in you when you shove it down. So if you're ready to stop doing this and ready to dive into the work, come learn more in my free three-day workshop, Relief and Grief. Registration opened yesterday, like I said earlier, and you can join us now. We get started on the 20th, and it's going to be so good. Here's what a mom who previously joined Relief and Grief said about her biggest takeaway. She said, one that comes to mind is the power of community and being with other moms who've lost children. And here's another one. I really liked the way Megan taught us to process our emotions and the way everyone could lean on each other without being judged or criticized. And one last one for you here. I learned that I can let my emotions, especially guilt, surface and work through it. Also, I'm not alone. So don't wait any longer. Do it right now, especially with grief brain where it's easy to forget even though you really want to join. Go right now to reliefandgriefsupportgroup.com and save your spot. I'll see you soon, friend. If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Grieving Moms Haven. This is my monthly community for grieving moms where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand, and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk, knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Gravy Moms Haven at www.gravymomshaven.com.